to the lost souls, the disintegrated spirits, the wanderers, the dreamers, and the seekers. Welcome to the Embodied Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Danielle McGinnis. Our work in this podcast will be to foster healing, transformation, self-expression, creativity, and the development of consciousness. So with our intentions grounded firmly, let's settle in and do some integration work. Hey friends, happy Thursday and welcome back to another episode of the Embody Podcast. If you guys are loving what you're hearing on the show, I would really appreciate it if you slid over to iTunes, dropped a five-star rating or a written review and just let me know what you are loving about the show, what you want to hear more of, what you want to hear less of, any and all feedback is welcome. That feedback gets the show organically into more ears and more souls across the world. So in today's episode, I want to talk about the importance of boundaries. And I think when we think about boundaries, we're always thinking about another person. And I think that's typically what happens when we live in this kind of like literalized relational experience but I want to talk about the importance of boundaries of your sense of self I spoke to this a little bit in the last podcast when you think about boundaries and how I describe boundaries around your sense of self and how I describe it to my clients is through this image of like imagining that you have a plot of land Okay, so this is your real estate and in this plot of land you find the essence of you. The essence of you is on this land. As you're doing this inner work, you're starting to get more clarity around the edges of what's your property and what's somebody else's property or what moves into the realm of other. And so whether that's a literal other, meaning another person, or whether that's an other of the unconscious. So a foreign emotion, uh, an inner child, an inner tyrant, a saboteur, any type of inner other. So as you're doing this inner work, you're, you're starting to discriminate what, where are the edges of your land? Because if you just start, start out with a plot of land and there's no markings, there's no fencing, then it's really hard to understand where you start and end and, and the other begins. And if you have no markings or no fencing around that territory, it's going to be really hard to protect that sacred land that is the essence of you, that is your subjective experience. And that is a really big part of doing trauma work because sometimes what happens with trauma is that we're given more than we can handle and what it does is it it shatters our boundaries or it fragments our sense of self and so imagine that as your plot of land and you're developing this and cultivating this as a child and you're starting to learn like who I am who who are they and starting to create the difference between self and other and let's just say a tornado comes in and completely destroys all of that land and so any differentiation or markings or fencing that you had developed up into that time gets destroyed 
And that is what happens in traumatic experience. It often disrupts our boundaries. And a lot of the early part of work, as I mentioned in the last podcast, is starting to cultivate and and start to delineate those edges of your subjective sense of self. And this is important. Somatically, this often shows up because our boundaries can show up physiologically through our proprioceptive space around us, but there's there's what's called a self-protective response in somatic experiencing work. And oftentimes in trauma, that self-protective response, which basically is the nature of fight or flight, our ability to protect ourselves from threat, in trauma, that self-protective response gets thwarted. And so let's just use a a pretty obvious example. Um, Let's just say that a sibling and you were roughhousing and they came out of nowhere and tackled you and you fell and broke your arm. Well, in our physiology, there's this spontaneous reflex for a self-protective response. Meaning whether maybe you put, would put your hands out or you could dodge out of the way, something spontaneously comes up to create protection or defense against the quote-unquote threat. And so let's just say that that was thwarted because this, in this example, the person came by too fast and too soon for your self-protective response to spontaneously emerge. Well, sometimes going through trauma work is reconnecting to those self-protective responses. And those self-protective responses to your outer world are really important because it creates an area around you of safety so that you're not constantly thinking that you're being bombarded by threat. So typically what happens, and this is what I see in my practice, is if there are people who have experienced immense traumas, they don't just have to be physical traumas, they could be emotional traumas as well, but what happens is not only were they not able to protect themselves from the outer perpetrator, but what happens is that creates this kind of like defensive shell in the inner world and what can happen is there can be a an adaptive a spontaneous unconscious adaptive response of the inner psyche to defensively protect yourself so perhaps maybe you don't let anybody in ever in your life because there is this sense that if people come near me then I will get hurt and all of this runs unconsciously or if people come near me, I will fragment or be annihilated in the same way that I was annihilated in that experience. So those would be rigid defensive structures, more like walls rather than boundaries. So that's like basically your land becomes smaller than what it was initially and you have this incredibly tall, solid, secure, like rock tower that's protecting the core of the self that's hidden, locked away in the middle of that 
stone tower, but nobody can come near it. And so that's a rigid wall, not necessarily a boundary. Or you have no boundaries. You don't know where you start and end and where somebody else begins. And if you have no boundaries at all, everything comes in. Not just, um, you don't just, it doesn't just show up in symptoms of enmeshment with the outer other. What happens is you start to get flooded by the inner others. You are very vulnerable to being possessed by unconscious complexes. You are subjected and victimized by these tyrannical forces within because there's no boundaries around your subjective sense of self. There's no protection, there's no solidarity, there's no delineation or discrimination between subject and object and so they blend together and typically it just overwhelms the the psyche chronically. And so again, the starting point of that work from a nervous system level is to start to establish some some form of boundaries and over time it's a restoration of those self-protective responses and that helps build those build those structures around your metaphorical land to discriminate your subjective sense of self i was reading the alchemical psychology book by james hillman there's a section in there called silver and white earth and he's talking about the alchemical silver. Silver is the um, state of reflection, this like mirroring reflection that isn't necessarily about clinging on to truths or finding truths in our reflections, but it's it's an active receptivity to what is happening in the outer world and in the inner world. On page 132, Hillman says, If silver mirrors because it is both receptive and solid, then solid receptivity is the kind of consciousness that serves to mirror. And it says, Notice how necessary it is for mirroring to have incorporated and digested one's own receptivity to be limited by one's own boundary. It's very important that we feel the limitation of our own boundaries because that's the edge of our subjective sense of self. And if we don't have those limitations, if we don't feel that limitation, then we can get flooded by unconscious material. We can get possessed by unconscious material. We can identify with unconscious material. It says one cannot mirror if one too easily flows, and one cannot mirror everything, but only what one can receive, into which one is solidly present within the limits of its one's borders. Mirroring is not blank receptivity, it requires focusing. And so if we don't have like our the mirror here, the metaphorical mirror that offers the receptivity is the boundary. The limit is the mirror. The boundary is the mirror because if you don't have boundaries, you're not seeing adequately adequately what's happening because everything's coming in and everything's enmeshed. And so you can't retain and reflect images without a mirror. You can't reflect on your process without the mirror, without the boundary. And although you receive it, 
if you have no boundary, you can't focus on it. You can't stay still enough to see what's actually happening. And so this is just like a really interesting way to bridge the physiological, the psychological in this like metaphorical, um, imagistic way to show the importance of having boundaries because often we reduce boundaries down into just relationships with outer people and then we don't understand why they don't work. And often it's because we don't have boundaries around our sense of self. We have no reflective capacity around our sense of self to, be, to even know who is setting the boundary. We don't even know who we are. So how can we set a boundary if we don't have the reflective capacity and delineated sense of self to set a boundary with somebody else? Again, this is just an invitation for contemplation here is like if you imagined your sense of self as a plot of land, what does your land look like? Does it have a nice fence that you've been working on putting around it? Or is it completely destroyed by a storm? Like, what does your plot of land look like? Do you Can you see into your neighbor's plot of land? Like, what is that like? So just doing some active imagination to deepen into boundaries and not re- keep them in this reductionistic, personalistic way of working with boundaries. So I hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode and I hope that you guys have a great weekend and we'll talk on Sunday. Bye guys. Thank you.